This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. So that let's explore some of the other sorceress origins, right? There's a couple more. The next ones that I'd like to talk about are in Tasha's uh, Cauldron of Everything. There's two different, there's two more specifically yeah. in that source material. Um, yeah. And with these, I think I'll... Aberrant Mind yeah, and sorry. Clockwork. Soul. Yeah, Aberrant Mind, soul. Clockwork Soul. <laughs> clockwork Soul, which is fun, a lot of fun. It's kind of the opposite of Wild Magic Surge. So with these, what I want to do is give you like the thematic overview and maybe highlight one or two really particularly uh, important or interesting features uh, to make this kind of go a little more streamlined. But Aberrant Mind basically leans into the psionics or, you know, telepathy, uh, telekinesis, like the mind powers of things. And there are stuff in D&D like Mind Flayers and others that use psionic power that usually come from like the far realms or these places way outside uh, in the kind of really creepy and weird corners of the multiverse. So Aberrant Mind is really mental stuff. So you get psionic spells. Yeah, very much. Um, But but you get some, uh, you learn more spells. Your spell list kind of gets bigger because they um, kind of reflect some more of those mind spell kinds of things called psionic spells. Uh, it counts as a sorcerer spell for you, but doesn't count against the number of sorcerer spells you know. So you just always know these. It's like a cleric having a certain domain spell always prepared. Um, and uh, it gives you more options for that kind of stuff. It also gives you um, something at, first level called telepathic speech where you can speak telepathically uh between you and one other person as a bonus action you can choose who it is within 30 feet you can talk with each other um as long as you're you're within a number of miles equal to your charisma modifier so a minimum of one mile which i think is the longest range telepathy in the game if i'm not mistaken because uh, there's some things like uh some warlocks and the ghostwise halflings uh, they can do things like uh, telepathy, but it's always within like, you know, 30 or 60 feet. But mm-hmm. this is like measured in miles, which is buck wild. Um, but you do have to share a language. Some of them you don't have to, this one you do. Um, and uh, it lasts for several minutes and gets broken if you die or incapacitated. Fair. Yeah, fair, fair, yeah. <laughs> if you're knocked out, you ain't concentrating, yeah. Um, later on at sixth level, you can gain resistance to psychic damage, which is really great and advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened, which is super powerful. Um, and their kind of a capstone level, uh, ability at level 18 is called warping implosion. So, um, you know, think, uh, black hole or a imploding uh, white dwarf star. Uh, basically you are, you're able to, yeah, make a space warping anomaly. Um, as an action, you can teleport to an unoccupied space. You can see within 120 feet. That's pretty good. And immediately after you disappear, each creature within 30 feet of where you've left has to make a strength saving throw. If they fail, they take 3d10 force damage and is pulled straight towards the space you left. Um, and if they save like half as much damage and they aren't pulled, 
Uh, you can do that uh, once per long rest, unless you want to spend five sorcery points to do it again. So basically you warp space on your way out of the situation, pulling everyone in to like three Stooges style, clunk their heads together and take 3d10 uh, damage, uh, force damage, which is kind of fun. Um, and then Clockwork Soul is a lot of fun. I've, I've played uh, a Clockwork Soul Sorcerer before, uh, along with a uh, Divination Wizard uh, combo that was actually a Halfling as well. Uh, I'm not sorry. And um, they're the kind of the opposite of the Wild Magic Surge. What they are is they kind of are in tune with the plane of Mechanus, you know, the where the Modrons and all the clockwork thing runs according to time kind of stuff. And so they get extra spells um, and some other kind of like flavor things. But basically at first level, they have something called Restore the Balance. Uh, when you when a creature you can see within 60 feet of you is about to roll a d20 with advantage or disadvantage, you can use your reaction to negate advantage or disadvantage. So oh, if wow. an enemy has advantage and they're about to attack someone like or you, you can just go, no, you don't. And it becomes a normal roll. Or if a friend of yours has disadvantage on a roll because they're in a weird, awkward situation or they're under the frightened condition or something, you can just negate that disadvantage for that roll. Um, and you can do it a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you get them all back at the end of a long rest, which is kind of fun. Um, they also have some cool things um, where you can kind of protect some people with the Bastion of Law, uh, put a, a magical ward around you and others, um, a trance of order. Uh, you can align your consciousness to the endless calculations of Mechanus. As a bonus action, you enter a state for one minute during the duration. Attack rolls against you can't benefit from advantage. And whenever you make an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, you can treat a roll of nine or lower as a 10. And then you add any bonuses you had. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so you're just that like. is yeah. almost a guaranteed success in normal situations. Yeah. And it's at 14th level. So the bonuses should be pretty significant. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Uh, and you can only do it, you can do it as a bonus action once and once per long rest or spend five social points to do it again. And then my favorite named ability at 18th level is called the Clockwork Cavalcade, uh, which I have to say slowly so I don't mess it up. Um, <laughs> That's a good D&D &D, uh, tongue twister there. It is. Um, basically as an action, you can summon spirits around you, like spirit guardians, like Modrons or other constructs of your choice. Uh, they're intangible and vulnerable, which I love that we have to put both of those words to get the effect we want. Uh, they create the following effect. Um, they uh, can restore to 100 hit points divided among as many number of creatures as you choose inside the 30-foot the cube. Any damaged objects uh, are repaired instantly, and every spell of sixth level or lower uh, ends on a creature or objects of your choice in the cube. Wow. So you just restore things back to their natural state, to their normal state. It's like you're seeing the cosmic scales unbalanced and for a, in a 30 foot cube, you balance them. People who are injured are healed. Things that are broken are fixed. Spells that are changing the nature of something are restored to the normal state, which is awesome. And it's the action per long rest or you can spend seven sorcery points to use it again.
If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.